<laughs> I know it's Rob Zakari here. It's Rob Zakari show. We are uh, live. Uh, how are you guys doing? Oh man! So what a week. Where where do we where do we uh, where do we begin? Where do we begin? It's the it's the wrap up. It's the wrap up. Um, from Colin. Kirkpatrick. I, I call him Kirkpatrick. Cabernack. Call him Kirkpatrick. But uh, from Colin to Trump to Hillary, and it will take us into Labor Day. And then from there, we have 60, what, 64 days less uh, to the election, something like that. 64 days, 63 days. Everybody used to say that the election doesn't really start until after Labor Day. Well, at least that's what we were told when Hillary was behind. When Hillary was behind, we were told, ah, come on, doesn't count. Uh, the election really doesn't get in the swing of things until after Labor Day. Nobody's really paying attention now because everybody is still dealing with their children. It's still summer recess. Kids are wanting to go and Disneyland or whatever the hell it is that you do for the summer break. But, but this time around, because Hillary's up, it's over. It's over. It's over. So it's done. It's finished. That's what we were told. It's done. We're still told that. Even as the polls are closing, I think the CNN poll of polls. Now, remember, are all these polls accurate? <clears throat> Who knows? Rather, it's Monmouth. Rather, it's CNN. Who knows if they're all accurate? I mean, I'm not going to be in Alex Jones or one of these other uh, conspiracy <laughs> chemtrail guys. <laughs> I'm not going to be one of them. Uh, do I think it's completely reversed? No. Do I, do I think Trump's up by 10? No. Do I think Hillary's up by 10? Absolutely not. Do I think Hillary's up by uh, 5? No. I think it's uh, between 2 and 3. I think it's between 2 and 3. CNN poll poll says uh, it's five. You have, uh, I think Monmouth says Trump is up. But I think it's a lot closer. I, I think we're within the margin of error. I think at the end of the day, we're in the margin of error. Remember, it benefits the media, it benefits the Democrats, and the Democrats and the media are, are both the same. If you've been listening to this show for the past week and you're new, if you've been listening to the show from day one, you know my position. It's one and the same. It's one and the same. The Democrats control the media, rather it's CNN, rather it's NBC, MNBC, uh, CBS. It, it, it doesn't matter, but rather it's print, Washington Post. New York Times, and for heaven's sake, uh, what is that? 
Carlos. Isn't that his name? Oh, what a crazy name that is. But I think it's Carlos Slim, a uh, billionaire, a Mexican billionaire, is basically uh, the owner of the New York Times. He owns a interest in the New York Times, or at least enough that they depend on him to pay the bills. You got uh, Bezo from Amazon over at the Washington Post. You got Zuckerberg over at Facebook. So any way we get our information, rather it's print, rather it's the Internet, rather it's cable TV, the Democrats control it all. They control every aspect, every aspect. Doesn't matter which platform they control it. So it benefits them to tell everybody the race is over. Benefits them to tell anybody that's a first-time voter, someone that's jazzed up about voting for Trump, that their vote doesn't count. doesn't matter. Stay home. You're going to get up. You're going to possibly... Miss work because, of course, you have voting in place on <laughs> work day, which is preposterous, but, but whatever. So they're telling you, listen, don't take off from work. Don't rush to the polls after work. Just, just forget about it. It's over. Hillary's got it. It's over. It's finished. So it benefits them to do what they're doing. But I don't believe, I don't believe Hillary is up to the point of where she is. And the thing nobody, once in a while you hear it, and I think when somebody kind of does a faux pas and they mention it, they get that Iggy, or if they're wearing an earpiece, which rather it's Brianna Keeler or <laughs> Rachel Maddow. They're all wearing the earpiece. So they get that Iggy, and they're like, don't say that. But remember, Michael Dukakis, Michael Dukakis was I think he was up 15 points, maybe even more. But Dukakis was up. Dukakis was up big time. Democrats are pumped. Yeah. Yeah, we got this. We got this. And week after week, that lead evaporated. Just kept going. Week after week after week after week. And he lost. So this notion that we are too close to the elections to change people's minds. We're, we're, we're too close. We're too close. It'll never happen. Hell, that's back. <laughs> that's back pre-internet, pre-millennials, pre, oh, I like that. 
today. Oh, I don't like that tomorrow. Oh, I like that <laughs> last month. I don't like that now. Two months or 68 days? No. Nah, that's a lifetime. Where we are today as a society, that's a lifetime. A And get forgotten or forgotten in a span of two months. Lightning. Literally lightning. So we'll see. We'll see after this uh, Labor Day weekend. Trump's going to Detroit. And Hillary is, I have no idea. You don't see her. <laughs> she, she's hiding. She's hiding. She's hiding. I, I mean, th- that's the strategy. Their, their concept is this. This election is not about Hillary Clinton. It's not about Hillary Clinton. It's about Donald Trump. And for you never-Trumpers out there, it's for whoever the Republicans would have put up. Because I know all the never-Trumpers, and you all know who you are. I know when you're disgruntled, angry, bitter... Why not me? Why not my guy? Hearts. You feel, oh, if Ted Cruz would have been the nominee, he'd be up by 10 right now. If Marco Rubio was the nominee, he'd be up by 15 right now. Hell, if Mike Huckabee would be up by 8 by now. Ah. Uh. Wrong, wrong, and wrong. All wrong. Because if you think Democrats, the media, social, all of those people that control those entities, all those executives, if you think they are all Republican fans, they're lovers of the conservative movement. But Trump just happens to be so bad and so horrible. And if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for him, CNN, CNN every day would be running stories about how awesome Marco Rubio is and how awesome Ted Cruz is. You're insane. You're delusional. Absolutely delusional. They'd be losing worse. They'd be down worse. Because they wouldn't be fighting back. They wouldn't be fighting back. They wouldn't be putting up resistance. Ted Cruz would go, well, see, that's just... We have to go and just 
follow the Constitution. And then when we follow our hearts in the vein of Ronald Reagan. Okay, all right, Ted, all right. Remember, Hillary doesn't have to go out there and campaign every day. Hillary doesn't have to. When the media is controlled by you, I mean, Chelsea Clinton is the president company that owns the you see the East columnists when you're online everywhere if Yahoo is one of your main browsers or Google or whoever for that matter Daily Beast any story they do is always at the top A few days ago, we talked about the whole Dr. Drew situation. Dr. Drew gets fired from CNN. People start to go, hey, was this because of Hillary? Is this what happened? And the Daily Beast does a hit job on Dr. Drew and outlines every horrible thing that he's ever done or been involved with since 1999. And says, no, 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 no. Dr. Drew was fired because of all these reasons. All of these reasons he was fired, and he should have been fired. He should have been fired seven years ago. But CNN just, I guess, didn't get to it. Or the media in general, the people that hired him. Rather, it's uh, uh, Cumulus on the radio or whoever owns the love lines syndication and Chelsea Clinton is the president of the company that owns the Daily Beast I mean look what guys look at CNN look at CNN as far as uh, panelists. If you watch CNN and they go to their panel, the panel is always, always four against two, five against one. And that Paul Begala is on there, whether it's Cooper, Lemon, Blitzer, Keeler. And he runs the super PAC that's out there creating the ads that are playing in every single state that are blasting Trump. Kids watching TV and Trump goes, and they can go F themselves. Rather, it's NBC, MSNB, every single channel I mean that's wild into itself that CNN who's supposed to be news okay he's supposed to be news they're supposed to be news and Paul Begala super PAC I mean and it's not just any super PAC like I said it's the super PAC 
I know a lot of super PACs go on there. So this is so-and-so. They run a, a pro-Trump super PAC. Uh, Latinos for taco trucks, uh, whatever it is. I don't know. I get that, but Bagala is the super PAC. That they are the super PAC. So Hillary doesn't have to go out on the campaign trail. She doesn't have to go and give speeches. She doesn't have to give her vision. She doesn't have to do that. You have CNN. You have MSNBC. Yeah, Joe Scarborough. Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski. These two losers. Two losers. Who used literally, literally slob all over Trump every day. They would hang out with him at Mar-a-Lago. The only reason, the only reason they are doing what they're doing to Trump is because they're terrified to lose their job. I don't know if you guys remember this, and we've talked about this uh, to the to the to, we've talked about it ad nauseum. But let's revisit it. Remember when Scarborough and Brzezinski were partying at Mar-a-Lago. Literally, I mean, for, forget, forget just hanging out pre-voting, you know, in, in Florida or South Carolina, whatever, or, or a, a rally. Literally hanging out, literally going to Mar-a-Lago and having dinner at the club, okay? When that was going on, everyone at CNN... I listened to Glenn Beck, okay? I listened to Glenn Beck rip Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski for at least 45 minutes, okay? The list is too numerous. The list is too – the names, there's too many. But Scarborough and Brzezinski got tortured. They got tortured. And then they did that town hall with Trump. And somehow, somehow, go figure, someone leaked the hot mic commercial conversations. Where it showed Brzezinski going, that wasn't that bad. And Trump going, okay, so, you know, don't, don't make it too hard. So, so it basically showed them all chummy, chummy. And basically, the entire interview being what is normally done for Hillary Clinton when it comes to the entire media landscape. When Hillary Clinton is doing those sit-down interviews. Remember a couple months ago? She'd do one with Rachel Maddow. Or she'd do one with Chris Matthews. You don't think she knew what was being asked? You don't think they worked together? Or I shouldn't say her. 
because she never puts herself out to the point where she can get caught or she can get implicated into something. It's always Cheryl Mills or Huma Abedin. You don't think Huma or somebody uh, had worked out what was going to be asked and what wasn't going to be asked or something to be asked so Hillary could comment on something? Of course. So basically, Scarborough and Brzezinski were caught on hot mic doing exactly what Cooper and Blitzer and Maddow and everybody else does with Hillary Clinton. And wow, social media lit up. Talk radio lit up. Print lit up. Washington Post wrote articles. New York Times wrote articles. Everybody wrote articles about how deplorable and horrible and nasty and just un-Amer- I mean, they lit into Scarborough for basically aiding and abetting Hitler. I, I mean, it, it was out of control. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Brzezinski and Scarborough pitted. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Donald Trump was the worst human being in the world. They went from having dinner. All of a sudden, they went from having dinner All of a sudden, they went from having dinner. I'm la- I laugh. <laughs> I had to laugh because somebody not not to break the flow. I know you guys are are into the flow here, but um, over on the the Periscope, over on the video feed, uh, somebody commented on one of the monitors and there's like a bedazzled jewel. <laughs> there's a bedazzled jewel. And they said, what the hell is that? <sighs> because we have about four monitors and this was my girlfriend's a monitor. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, on one of the computers or one of the setups that we had, I just grabbed her monitor, and, and I put it up here. So it's an old monitor. I mean, this is, over here, I got the IMAX, but this is an old monitor. This controls the soundboard. This one just controls uh, the, uh, uh, you know, I, I have news stories up here and things I want to get to, and I don't use this to control any of the sound that's going through Spreaker or things like that, because sometimes uh, we get audio dropouts because technology still has flaws in it. So that's it. So I'm sorry. It's all right. I had to answer that question. And I want people to think I'm like a a, a complete flaming fanu. All right. Back to Brzezinski. (laughs) And, 
uh, Scarborough. So when that happened, Scarborough and Brzezinski pivoted. They pivoted, and they basically went on a tirade, and they've been on a tirade ever since. They've been on a tirade ever since. And the only reason for that is because they got so much heat from everybody in the media. And then, of course, an executive at MSNBC said, guys, we're going to have to fire you. You're violating XYZ in whatever clause is in your contracts. What you're doing is wrong. You can't be biased. You, you can't look like you're in cahoots with a candidate. I don't know if Andy Lack still over at MSNBC. But yeah, that's what happened. So now, Scarborough and Brzezinski light Trump up every single day. So they don't get lit up as far as the media and as far as their bosses. So Hillary doesn't have to go out and campaign. She doesn't have to go out and do press conferences. You really think, okay? You really think she's going to go do a 45-minute press conference? You, you really think that's going to happen? No way. Absolutely not. Why would she do that? Why would she put herself in a situation where she's going to be asked question upon question upon question about, you know, rather it's Huma Abedin maneuvering to get passports and so forth and so on for big donor. Why is she going to put herself... The fact that a whole bunch of emails related to work, not yoga, not wedding stuff, but emails that she said she had turned over already. She turned over all work-related emails. Remember, she said that. This is not a right-wing conspiracy thing. She said that. She said, on more than one occasion, I turned over all work-related emails. But obviously she didn't. Obviously she didn't. So people will ask her, well, you said you turned over all work-related emails. But these other emails involve work, and they weren't turned over. What's your response? 
Uh, well, I, I, I forgot. She's not going to say that. She wouldn't even say that she messed up and that she wasn't truthful when the FBI director said she messed up and she wasn't truthful. Bill Clinton said, ah, the FBI director's a kook. He's nuts. So she's not going to put herself out there to be questioned. Why? Why would she? Why would she? She's not going to put herself out there to be questioned. I mean, guys, think about this. Okay? Just just think about this real quick. Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton had a letter from her doctor that listed all these things that were wrong with her. Listed all these things that were wrong with her. She fell down at one point and hit her head, had a brain clot, had all had all these things that were pretty bad for a 60-something-year-old woman. Wearing big Coke bottle glasses. She has coughing fits. When you see her on the campaign trail, she looks like she's going to die. I mean, seriously, she doesn't look good. No matter how many times they they redo her hair, no matter how many times they give her a new wardrobe. And let me throw this out there real quick. We haven't seen her in a little bit of time. I know this is something off of a Veep episode, but don't be surprised if when you see Hillary again, she looks a little younger. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if this extended amount of time that we have not seen Hillary, she's not getting a little Botox. Getting a little stretch. She's not getting a little work done to make her not look so haggard. Because everybody's questioning her health. Because people on social media have been talking about filming her at her events and posting it online and dissecting how she walks and dissecting if she's wheezing or whatever. So don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Seriously. If she's not in hiding to get a little work done, so when she comes back, all this talk of her health and how she looks being haggard and tired and sickly. Kind of erases, not all of that, but a little of it. 
little, little goes a long way. I mean, it really does. A little Juvederm, a new haircut. Maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, some fresh clothes that don't look like uh, Kim Jong-un. Goes a long way. So don't be surprised. I don't know. I'm not guaranteeing or saying I know anything. But, but, here's the thing. She went through all these health issues. She's nowhere to be found. She has a limited schedule. Okay. You know, we could talk about the media doing the job for her so she doesn't have to. But let's pretend the media isn't controlled by Democrats. Let, let's just pretend. Nobody is doing any investigative reporting on Hillary Clinton's health. No one is saying, well, let's speculate for a minute. When it comes to the media, they consider that debunked. They consider that conspiracy theories. They consider that crazy talk. But yet, John McCain, as far as the media was concerned, was riddled with cancer. As far as the media was concerned, regardless if it was melanoma, regardless... He was riddled, riddled with cancer, riddled. Now, jump to now. Trump has a doctor that writes a letter that says he's in excellent health. Writes a little letter, excellent, awesome, blah, blah, blah. It was released back in December. I mean, Old news. Old news. Absolutely old news. The time to dissect that letter and probe that doctor has already long passed. It's gone. It's old news. And here we are today. Going into Labor Day weekend, and it didn't just start today. But if you go to CNN, they have the investigative journalist, that Drew guy. I don't remember his last name, Drew something. And he's tracking down the doctor because NBC did it. And now. CNN's doing, they're tracking down the doctor and they want questions. They want to know why he wrote this letter and how could he write this letter and did he examine Trump and what's going on here? And yet, here's Trump going from Mexico to Arizona to New York, New York to Florida to Texas, from Texas to Alaska. This guy's got more energy than a 16-year-old boy. 
guy's got more energy than, than, a, than, a, than a child with a, with a new toy. And they're actually trying to play the game of, oh, well, we got, what about his house? So let's pretend the media is not controlled by Democrats. Is that just insane that there would not be any investigating Hillary Clinton, her doctor, her health, but somehow, somehow, the doctor that gave the letter for Trump is a quack, is a kook, he's covering something, Trump must be unhealthy, and yet Trump's the one who's bouncing around the country, and Hillary Clinton's the one that's going, my people, when I... Hold on a second. Let me get some water. I mean, who who coughs like that? Unless you took a massive bong hit of wax and Girl Scout cookies, or you got COPD or miliofeminosis, or tuberculosis. Who coughs like that? And the media, again, let's pretend, pretend they're not all liberals and Democrats. They have the audacity to act as if that's not happening. And yet Trump is hiding some secret illness. He's hiding some secret illness. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's just crazy. And it is, it is how the media works and the fact that I've said it over and over again, we are doomed. We are doomed. We are literally doomed. And when you look at the moderators for the debates, when you look at the moderators for the debates, you're basically looking at a three-to-one ratio. I mean, if if you want to be technical, Lester Holt is a bleeding-heart liberal. Anderson Cooper is beyond a bleeding-heart liberal. When he's doing, listen, when you're doing man pyramids in an island, okay? When when you're doing man periods or pyramids periods, (laughs) they, they don't have periods. Well, maybe some of them do. When you're doing man pyramids on an island, Okay. <laughs> With the guy from Bravo, eating heart liberal. Seriously. Seriously. When you and Andy Cohen are doing fashion critiques on Twitter and Instagram, eating heart liberal. So he's the other moderator. And then the third moderator is that 
Martha, what is it, Razinski or I, 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 I Martha Rad, Radinsky? Not exactly a hundred percent correct or sure on her last name, but it's it's Martha something. Martha Korinsky. So I don't know. And then Wallace. So you got one Republican. Got one Republican. Now I'm not saying, hey, hey, you, you got to put Rush Limbaugh on there. But what's wrong with the Sean Hannity or a Bill Riley? And you can't scoff at that if there's any uh, leftists listening to the program right now. You can't scoff at that. can't scoff at that. Cooper is as kooky and as nutty on the left as a Sean Hannity or, hell, a Mark Levin is on the right. I mean, Anderson Cooper is a joke. I mean, the guy does... The New Year's Eve ball drop with Kathy Griffith, where it's basically an hour to two hours of her sexually harassing him. Seriously, it, it, it's, 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 it's this, well, I don't want to use the derogatory name, but it's a blank hag. Trying to embarrass and harass one of the biggest queens on television. I mean, that's Anderson Cooper. That's Anderson Cooper. I mean, I'm not being derogatory. Might be throwing a little zingers in there. Now, some people are saying Wallace isn't Republican. He's a. I don't know for sure, but he's a lot more on the right side than Holt, Cooper, and Martha there. Okay? I mean, so he might not be. You know, a, a, a staunch rah 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 conservative. You know, maybe maybe he's right center. But he's not Anderson Cooper. He's not Martha Rosinski. He's not Lester Holt. And come on, man. So Look at the moderators for the debate. It's a joke. It's a joke. You think anybody's going to grill Hillary Clinton? It's going to be like when they just blasted and tortured Trump at every one of those debates. That's all. That's all it is. That's it. 
it's just insane. <laughs> it's just, it, it really is. It's insane. It's insane. It is what it is. And that's why I've said from day one, we're doomed. We, we are. We're doomed. Because as long as we don't control the media, we're always going to get exactly what we've got. And sometimes it's even just subtle. I'll give you another example of something that's very subtle. So last night on CNN, I know some of you go, why do you watch CNN? I got, I got them all. I, got, I put on CNN. I put on MSNBC, I put on Fox, but MSNBC, listen, Lawrence O'Donnell's unwatchable. Lawrence O'Donnell's unwatchable. Chris Hayes is unwatchable. That smug, hipster, I mean, Lawrence isn't necessarily hipster, you know, older, but he's more of a older hipster. But you know that smug look they get? I mean, Chris Hayes? The glasses, the whole, uh, just that, that, that snarky, oh man, he's every douchey, hipster, douchey douche that you see in Starbucks posted up on one of them big old couches with their laptop and their chai latte. He is every single one of those hipster Douchebags. Yeah, when you go to Starbucks, you know, yeah, can I, uh, can I just get your, uh, what, what do you got brewing? What coffee you got? A pike? Okay, let me just have a large pike. And you look over, and there's Chris Hayes with his headphones on, and he's watching a movie. Watching, who the F goes to Starbucks and posts up in the corner? on an overstuffed couch, and watches a two-hour movie on Netflix. Who does that? Chris Hayes, the ultimate hipster douchebag. So when I'm watching, I deal with with Matthews. Once in a while, uh, I'm into Matthews. I mean, he's he's a little bleeding hardish, but... I think he's more of an old-school uh, Democrat. He is. He de- he's, definitely, he's definitely not uh, an extreme left. He's not Rachel Maddow. I mean, like, go down the list. You got Matthews, Maddow, Hayes, and O'Donnell. If you had to be stranded on an island with those four, who would you rather be on an island with? Right? Yeah, guys, I know. I know he loves Hillary. He gets weepy-eyed when he sees Hillary make her speeches. But who would you rather be on an island with? Who would you rather be on an island with? And you can't say Maddow pre-Rachel Maddow. You can't say the Maddow with the long blonde hair. You, You can't say Maddow before she was a dude, okay? But out of those four, if you go, all right, I have to be with an MSNBC show host, you go with Matthews. He's tolerable. I mean, come on. The guy, the guy is the ultimate 
stand. Whenever there's a girl, whenever there's a girl or a woman, whoever is on that show, because he'll do like a little posture segment. <laughs> and he'll have, you know, somebody from like the good wife or one of those women. And he'll be like, I just want to tell you that your show is great. And I, I got to tell you, you're more beautiful in person. It's just, oh, thanks, Chris. I just, his mouth's all wet and, and <laughs> it's all, because he, he gets, he's one of those people that get the wet mouth. You know those people, and they get all juicy, and you can see the, the saliva building up in their mouth, and, it, and they got to suck the spit back in, or it's going gonna, it's gonna to drool down their lip. He's one of those guys. So I have MSNBC up. I have, I know he did, remember, when he was moaning about Melania Trump. Oh, look at her. It's like she's walking down the, it's like she's walking down the, the like the, the, the modeling stage. Oh, <laughs> I swear, hot, on hot mic, he's like, oh, you, you, <laughs> he literally heard him go, oh, <laughs> him and, him and Bill O'Reilly, he, Bill, get me the loofah. Oh, just get me the loofah. Together, him, the loofah, the wet mouth. You get Gretchen Carlson in there with her iPhone to record it. It's a party. Have Rachel come in with the strap on. (laughs) It's a whole mix. It's a whole mix. It's liberals. It's conservatives. it's, It's wild, kinky sex. Yeah. So there. That's why I get... uh. MSNBC on there, guys. But, anyways, I digress. We're doomed. Uh, it's bad. <laughs> the media's horrible. It's never going to get any better. It's always going to be the way it is. And it will be like this forever and ever and ever. So, unfortunately, get used to it. Unless... Unless we can, you know, I don't know. Trump, Trump's got to, um, I think what Trump's got to do in the, in the, the, here's, here's the only thing I could imagine. You got to do what the Democrats do. No, no, hear me out. You got to do what the Democrats do. You got to do what they did. Back in the days. Going to have to get buses. Besides uh, getting dead people to vote. But aside from that. I'm not talking about fraud. Going to have to do is get buses. And I mean a lot of buses. Going to have to drive... Into these rural areas. And literally. Pick people up. And bring them. To vote. You're going to have to go. Into the rural areas of Pennsylvania. Ohio. You're going to have to get those people. To vote. 
You got to pick them up. You got to go to Virginia, West Virginia, you know, where the, the wild, wacky whites of West Virginia, you, whatever that, that movie on Netflix was. All them crazy white hillbillies that were hooked on oxycodone and <laughs> snorting pills while they're pregnant with <laughs> with uh, kids and the kids they they have the kid and the kid gets taken from them and we need those people but you need the buses you got to do what the democrats do when the democrats set up buses and they go and they pick up old people they pick up the black folk. They just, they just go and, and round them up. Offer them lunches and food and anything but money. But hell, you know they break the law and offer people money too. But that's what Republicans got to do. You, you, you got to go out there. You got to pick people up. I mean, listen, I, I, again, I don't want to be off color. I don't want to be uh, too edgy. But you got to make it look like something from World War II. Okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not downplaying the Holocaust. I have a few Jewish friends. But you got to make it look like something from Auschwitz. Okay, you got to make it look like something for you got to have trains, you got to have cargo trains, we, you got to have cargo trains running from Pennsylvania to Ohio to Virginia, you got to round these people up, throw them in these cargo trains and get them to the polling station, march them out, get them to pull that Republican lever. And just like the Nazis did, stick that sticker on their chest and said, I voted. And then bust them back to their house, train them back to their house. I know it's horrible comparing it to Auschwitz, but that's what we got to do. That's what we got to do, and that's the only way we can win. It's the only way we can win. That's the only way we can win, because we're not going to do it by influencing people with media. We're not going to get the low-information voter. It's not going to happen. We can't get to them, okay? We can't get the message to them. We can't get the message to the low-information voter. You can't get the message to people like my dad. My, my dad has no concept how to work Twitter, how to work Facebook. My dad doesn't even really have the concept of how to control a computer. He's 78 years old. My mom got him a laptop, and she's got his stock portfolio already queued up. The computer never, ever is shut off, and all he has to do is run his finger over the little mouse thing, and then the screen pops up. Puts the little mouse arrow over the refresh button. Boom, it refreshes. The login is already 
in place, password, the whole, I mean, it's really a three-step process. I consider him a low-information voter, not a dumb person, but somebody who doesn't get the information unless it's on CNN or MSNBC or NBC or ABC or or New York Times. Doesn't get it. So we're not going to be able to get to him, but we would. One of them Auschwitz trains pulled up, and there comes your Republican representative. Hello, Mr. Zakari. We are here to take you to vote. We are here to take you to vote. Okay. Can I just get my hat and shoes? You do not need your hat and shoes. <laughs> How about my jacket? All right, we'll let you get your jacket. And then he tries to run. No, get back. And they grab him. You're coming with us. <laughs> they throw him in the, in, the, the, in the train. They bust him out to the YMCA out in Rochester, New York. <laughs> they pull the lever. Here's your, here's your, your, here's your Republican sticker. But that's it. Because we're not going to do it with the media. Not going to do it with the media. You're not going to do it with the media in four years. Unless our billionaires, unless our billionaires go out and do what Democrats have done. Unless our billionaires go out and buy Newspapers. Our billionaires go out and buy networks. Our billionaires go out and produce movies. Our billionaires go out and create social media platforms. Unless our billionaires go out and do those things, we're not going to win in four years. You can shift on any position you want. You can have the Republican outreach autopsy book because win, lose, or draw. Win, lose, or draw. You're going to hear the whole autopsy for this cycle. This is what we got to do. This is how we got to do it. This is how we got to change it. And you could say, all right, we're going to have an open borders policy just like Democrats. We are going to do everything that the Democrats do except our name. Our name stays Republican, but the people that represent the Republican Party are different. But we have all of the same views as Democrats. So, guys, vote for us. The media will still bury Republicans. The media will still bury Republicans. 
doesn't matter. If you have open borders, it doesn't matter. If you have gay marriage, it doesn't matter. If you let every cross-dresser in America use every bathroom, every shower, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Absolutely doesn't matter. Anytime, anytime a Republican, anytime a Republican says, hey, let's do this, or I'm going to do this, the media's there to say they're not genuine, they're full of crap, they're only doing it for votes. So you can transform the party from the bottom up. You could do that all day. And it doesn't matter, because as long as the Democrats own the media, they will always, always shape culture to how they want it. They will always paint a picture of how they want it. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. I mean, look how many times the media has used John McCain and George Bush as being like the greatest guys in the world for what they did as far as Muslims, as far as being respectful Obama. But yet, when they were running, they were the biggest pieces of dog garbage on earth. And all their respect and all their love, what did it get them? Nothing. So when John McCain, back in 08, told that old lady, no, ma'am, no, ma'am, Barack Obama's a good man. He's a good Christian man who loves his family. He's a he's a good guy. The media went, oh wow. Okay. Well, you you did what you were supposed to do. You did what you were supposed to do. And we're just gonna say that. So kudos for doing what you were supposed to do, but you know what? You're still an old piece of crap. You're still an old piece of garbage who picked this idiot moron for a vice president F you old grumpy man and here we are eight years later everybody's like look at John McCain look how wonderful he is look what he did Look what he did. Why can't Trump be like more like McCain? Look, if Trump would just be like McCain, why won't he be like McCain? Why won't he do what McCain did? McCain is such a great Oh, he was a human dumpster eight years ago. Even when he came out and said, Barack Obama, he's a good man. He was still a dump. Now, oh, he's Mr. The, the, the pillar of republicanism. He's a wonderful guy. Same thing with George Bush. 
Remember George Bush? Bush is a scum. He a murderer, a liar. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And today, the media, look at George Bush. Look what he did after 9-11. He didn't blame the Muslims. He was a respectful president. He went to the mosques. He w- they were like, oh, what? He went to, oh, he's, yeah, and, what? He's we get it, Republican friends. Don't you get it? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what the Republicans do. Doesn't matter. You could be John Kasich, okay? That whole notion. John Kasich, he'd be beating Hillary Clinton. Look at the polls. Look at the polls. Look, look at the polls. But Republicans don't want him. Yeah, but if you eliminated Trump and you eliminated Cruz and you eliminated all these people and you just put John Kasich up there, he beats Hillary Clinton. That's not how you run things, stupid. That, that, that's not how you do elections, that you don't sit there and go, well, if you got rid of this person, you got rid of this person, you eliminated that person, and this is the only person that... John Kasich would be losing. He'd be getting torched. Doesn't matter if he officiated or he went to a gay wedding. Because the way the media works is, oh, so you're for gays? Are you, you're for gay marriage? Well, yeah, I, I, I think uh, gay people should be, oh, okay, but do you support this person, that person, that person, that person, that person. Well, yeah, I support them. Well, they all think gays should be put to death. So you don't like gays. And then that's what's on the media every day, all day, seven days a week. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Until our side, and I don't care if that side's conservative, Republican, I don't care if that side is what they call alt-right. Any side that's not liberal, Democrat, extreme left, leftists, that's what I'm talking about. Until Anybody that's not the left controls the media. The left be in control. Always remember that. Always remember that. So when you hear the Glenn Becks or the Mark Levins talking about this is what has to be done and that's what has to be done and we got to do this and we got to do that and that's how we'll take back uh, the White House and we have to tell people and we... No. 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 Till we control the media. Till we control the culture. You have to control the culture. Nobody seems to understand that. 
on my side. You remember culture wars? Till you control the culture. Till you control the media and the culture, you will never be in power. And I've repeated this over and over and over and over and over again. Until you control the culture, you're never, ever, ever, I repeat, my Republican friends, you're never, ever going to control the government. End, end of story. It's the only way. You could take your autopsy report and wipe your tuckus with it. That's what you could do. Wipe it. Wipe it good. Okay? Never going to happen. You could, you could flip on every position. Donald, listen, Donald Trump could, could save Donald Trump tomorrow. Donald Trump tomorrow could have a press conference and say, I'm sending my plane to Syria. I'm going to put a hundred children in my plane. Well, I'm gonna, my, my people are going to hose them down. I'm going to hose them down. Give them shots so they're not all, I don't know, whatever they got over there. I'm going to bring these children here, house them in the Trump Tower or at the Trump Hotel post office thing in Washington. That's what I'm going to do. And not just say it, okay? Not just say it, but then fly. You watch it. They get on the plane. They get their shots. They come back here. They're all put up in the hotel like a bunch of annies. And the media would still crucify him. They would still. And, and, and again, not just him, but if it was a Republican. And I don't care who. I don't care who. Kasich, could be Kasich. Kasich flies over there. He's got pizza, spaghetti. All the Syrians are eating their spaghetti and their pizza. He puts them up in a big hotel in Ohio. Tickets to go to Buckeye games. And they would still crucify. They would be mad because the, because the, 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 it's cold there. Oh, that Kasich, he, he could have put him in, in a warm weather. He put him in, in, in Ohio, and he knows the Syrians are used to warm weather. Now they're, now they're being tortured by the weather, and it's cold. And, ah, oh, go figure, the crappy Republican. Rah. Me, every day you'd see this. And after about three weeks, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, that, that piece of crap. What a piece of crap. Look what he did to those poor Syrians. And after another month, the media and, and, and the, 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 the public that follows what the media says, they be then 
along with the media calling for the immediate return of the Syrian refugees. They'd be like, let them go back to Syria. Just we did, just put them, put us something. Just put them there. That it's horrible. They're in the snow right now. They're being fed pizza and spaghetti. That, that. and they'd be sent back to Syria. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. I mean, look what happened with the whole. Uh, Mexico trip. Trump goes to Mexico, meets the Mexican president, stands on that stage, says whatever he wants, talks about the wall, talks about we never discussed paying for it. They do the press conference. They do the whole thing. He leaves, and then hours later, the Mexican president goes, Oh, I told him about the wall, and we're not paying for it. And immediately the press is like, ah, loser, you're a loser, Trump. You're a failure. You're a choke artist. You're a... What? Like, not one person, not one person went, wait a minute. Really, guys? He did whatever he wanted. He's not even the president. He, he, he's nothing. He, he's a candidate. And he's a candidate that everybody says is going to lose in a landslide. So there was absolutely no upside. Absolutely no upside whatsoever for that president to kowtow or do anything nice for Trump. But yet he did. He was intimidated. He was intimidated. He didn't say a word until Trump was gone. Until Trump was gone, and everybody in the Mexican press, everybody in the, the former government officials, they started laying into him. And I told Trump we're not paying for the wall. It's like, what? Wait a minute. Why didn't you say that? Why didn't you say that? The hours that you were together. Why didn't you say that in the press conference? Why didn't you do any of this? And that's what the press talked about. And no one in the press said, hey, it's kind of, it's kind of catchy. It's kind of squirrely for the Mexican president to do what he did. Instead, the press was like, ah, Joe Scarborough, he choked. Choked? How does he choke? It's not like he's the president. It's not like he's the president where you would say, well, you know, the Mexican president is just trying to be respectful. He doesn't want to, you know, stick his foot up the president of the United States' ass. But Trump is, is nothing. He's a candidate that, I repeat, everybody says is going to lose in a historic landslide. So here's the Mexican president meeting with a candidate who's expected to lose in a historic landslide. And he doesn't say one thing in public whatsoever to rebut anything Trump says. Even when the president, besides tweeting, oh, I said we won't pay for the wall. 
He then even gave a, a, an interview with Reuters again, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours later, and said, oh, and I told him what he said about the Mexican people was wrong and it was bad. And it, he didn't say any of that on that stage. Hell, Donald Trump even controlled the questions that were answered. They're like, all right, we're going to take some questions. Trump was like, yeah, you. Yeah, you. Okay, you. He looks over at the Mexican president. Hey, yeah, go ahead, answer. Go ahead, answer. That's what happened. That's what happened. And yet the press is like, oh, big pussy. Pussy? Who? Yeah, the Mexican president? Oh, no. Trump? Okay. So, my Republican friends, okay, my Republican friends, my pals, my buddies, unless we control the media, we will never, ever Ever, ever, ever win. 